phenomenal. Five FM celebrating Women's Day. Our phenomenal women sit down to chat with some more phenomenal women. Hi, Zinthia. <laughs> how are you? So, what do I call you? Do I call you Noni or Miss Cosmo? Miss Cosmo, how? Miss Cosmo chats to businesswoman and DJ DJ Zinthia. Hi, Zinthia. <laughs> how are you? So, what do I call you? Do I call you Noni or Miss Cosmo? Miss Cosmo, how? Ms. You're Cosmo my friend. I'm not you, Noni. Oh, okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, thank you for joining us on uh, Phenomenal with 5FM. We're basically recording a, a couple of podcasts with some phenomenal women for Women's Month. And uh, you are my chosen phenomenal woman oh, for this you, Women's Month. I know you chose me because I'm your friend. No, okay. not really. <laughs> I actually do admire you as much as oh, you think I'm trash. But you wow, know, what a big word. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, at the end of the day, I still look up to you for certain things. I look you know? up to you too, friend. Oh, thank you. How sweet are you? I'm not sweet, I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you for joining us. Um, part of the reason why I actually chose you for this, um, mm -hmm. for the specific podcast is I think a lot of people look at you and they see um, the outside, they see the achievements, they see uh, the glitz, the glam, they see the amazing, the, the selfies, they see the, the lavish lifestyle. But I wanted to kind of dig in a little bit deeper to the person that I know personally, yeah. the, the sweet, humble person that people don't really get to see that often. Uh, more so than uh, than that, I think a lot of people don't realize how much work you actually put into your brand. Mm -hmm. um, and I wanted to kind of dive into certain things like that. And speaking of your brand, one of the most important things I think for me, over mm -hmm. and above um, any other musician who's maybe on the up and up, is seeing your consistency and mm -hmm. how you've managed to keep that relevant for so many years. Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of people hearing of the name DJ Zinclair way back uh, in Oskiro's days to where you are now, mm. uh, it's been a long time running. It has, 15 uh -huh. years. 15 years is a long yeah. time. It is. Um, how do you think you've managed to maintain that consistency for so long? Um, I, I, I do think as DJs we have an advantage. So I think of all, the, I, I believe that of all the entertainment professions, ours is the most sustainable one. Mm. But of, obviously, it takes a lot of work. So, And I think, I, like you said, I mean, I grew up around people like Oskido, and we, I was raised to hustle from all angles, you know. Yes. I think now that I'm now, like, with the newer generation, like you guys and, like, yeah. the younger guys, it's a different hustle, but I'm coming from, like, the hustle, like, of Galawa, of nothing. Yes. Like, you have to keep pushing. Like, you take every gig, you make everything work, you meet every appointment. So... I think the consistency consistency comes from being consistent with the hard work and just yes. honoring every um, uh, commitment and yeah. And, and, and yeah. Do you think certain people who get to a certain level of their brands might potentially become a little complacent and maybe a little comfortable and lazy to actually continue putting in the hard work to get themselves to the next level? Because sometimes you'll find as brands, you'll give yourself a bit of a goal. Once you've reached it, then you're like, ah, okay, I've made it. I don't necessarily, I don't normally think that's the case. My first instinct is that a lot of us don't have information. Mm. Like we don't have, we don't have, yeah, we don't have information or an education about what we're supposed to do when we get to a certain level. Mm. So, um, because also we don't even think we'll get to that level. Like mm. we, some, most of us are surprised to even get to where we think we're going to get, yes. you know. So... I think that the biggest gap for me has always just that I've noticed with a lot of artists is just that they don't know where to take it from when they've made it big or how to sustain 
making it big. Um, because our industry is just like that. We don't have information readily available where you can just now, where you can go and say, okay, now I'm at this level, what, what can next? I do next? Yeah. yeah, and also it's, a, it's an education. You yes. have to educate yourself. You have to learn the trends. You need to, I mean, I could have died with the older generation and not been able to sustain with the newer generation mm. because I don't know how to adapt and, and adjust to what's happening now. And we always make a joke about this, um, but you need to stay ahead of the trend because mm. as, a, an, as, as an opinion leader or a famous person, you need to be ahead of the trends. People need to look up to you for something. Yes. And as soon as people don't necessarily look up to you for something, I mean, the talent is, is given and mm. whatever else you're doing. But as soon as you are not exciting enough for people to say, okay, Miss Cosmo is doing this podcast or Miss Cosmo is doing this, this, this yeah. is what we look forward to when we're looking at Miss Cosmo. Because I feel like having the talent Can is like the... Can get you so far. Exactly. So mm. you have... And we always... Not um, Namuzi, Pearl and I always say it's the super in the superstar. We are all stars. Yes. But the super requires you to be a level yes. ahead. You need to know the trends. You need to know what's up. You need to know how to excite people about your brand. That's so true. And I like that you mentioned education because I think that's also an important thing for mm. a lot of people. And, and whenever I say education, whenever I mention I say uh, education is important, mm -hmm. everyone just thinks textbooks, textbooks and they think university yes, yeah, and yeah, boring. Yeah. And I'm always like, no, you don't necessarily have to go to university. It, it needs to be educated or well-versed in whatever space you're mm -hmm, in. Mm -hmm. uh, whether you're researching, whether you're keeping up with trends, like you're saying, mm -hmm. social media, or um, if you are taking a class just to better yourself mm. uh, with whatever you're doing. Mm. Is that, or was that a bit of a motivation for you to open Fuse Academy? It was. It was definitely the motivation because I realized that, just like I said, our industry doesn't have information that a young artist can use or a developed artist can use. I just wanted to inject information where I could or the things that I had learned. And, 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 and that was definitely the motivation behind Fuse Academy. And also, nice. I just felt that my, for my industry or for, for me as a female DJ to be more credible, they needed to be other female DJs, the mm. industry must grow for us to be credible. It can't mm. just be me and you and Sindo. Yeah. For it to be credible, there need to be other DJs, and, yes. and that's the idea behind it. It's basically just about opening the door up to those yeah. girls. Yeah. And obviously, the amount of effort and time and, and, and that you've that you've injected into these young girls, do you see most of them flourishing as well? Do you guys have like a follow-up program as to mm -hmm. how their careers are doing and such? Well, I mean, you know how hard it is to build yeah. a brand as a DJ. And um, it takes time. I mean, I'm, I, I'm only feeling like I'm getting into my groove after 15 years. And you've been around for a long time. You know how hard it is to just build a brand where it's now a national brand and people are receiving you. I feel comfortable with the progress of most of the girls because most of the time when you go to the smaller towns, you'll find them doing their own thing. Mm. Um, I mean, I would like for them to blow up and be at your level mm. or at the level that other DJs are at. But I think it's, it's, it's going to take time. And also mm. it's going to take... A lot of work because sometimes we misunderstand the opportunity we just think because there are no female DJs if I become a female DJ it's automatically gonna just happen for yes. me but people don't understand how much time it takes and how much hard work it takes to build a brand to actually get there yeah do you think it worked to your advantage um, having worked in a, a marketing space yeah for you to understand how to take your brand to the next level do you think it, it, it obviously just kind of put you at an extra higher level, or not necessarily higher level, but just gave you that bigger boost for you to think outside of the box to get you where you are. Yeah, I definitely think so. I mean, I always tell my team that everything that I'm doing now are the things that I learned when I was at SAB, working as a brand rep, and also the stuff that I learned at, at school 
it, it has helped me a lot in building my brand and, and just having my hand in different things and it, it really helped so, mm. so as much as if it's a formal structure of education versus what we would learn on our own yeah. I feel like it has helped me a lot I, I understand because yeah. I say that a lot as well especially with yeah. my finance mm -hmm. background because a lot of people were just like how is it that you worked in a bank but now you're a teacher and I'm yeah. like well you know that experience still worked for me regardless it does, because yeah. it taught me how to be professional mm. and I don't think a lot of people understand that, especially in, in the creative space because you find mm. people can be immensely talented but have zero professionalism and that makes it that much more difficult for you to work with certain people in spaces and such and have you found that being a bit of a gap the professionalism with regards to the girls coming up because I know yeah. some of them can try mm. and um, they'll get themselves to a certain space but um, for them to kind of push through certain barriers there's little things that are always holding them back yeah it's definitely a lot of small things that add up to something big like it's just it's it's the extra you know mm. and, and 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 people say the the one book I read actually said Winners are the people who are willing to do what other people are not normally willing to do. So mm. you having that fin finance background and you constantly investing in your brand and learning and your professionalism and how easy it is for people to work with you and how you maintain relationships goes a long way. Yeah. And this is something we're not taught. This is something that we have to learn on our, on our own. I didn't know these things until I went to SAP and I worked in a formal environment. Yeah. So just understanding that making it easy for people to work with you is a big plus for the industry. Mm. So professionalism, being reliable is, is a big plus. And I feel like I have noticed it in a lot of people. I mean, I met one girl and uh, that weekend she missed a few of her gigs, Ooh. right? And I was like, do you know that I've been a DJ for more than five years, yeah. I mean 15 years, and I've never missed as many gigs as you have. So, but just not understanding just the severity. How, the, exactly. Yes. So it's, it's something that we still have to learn. Yeah, it's something that we still have yeah. to kind of instill in, mm. in the younger girls. Okay, so... Um, fast forward a little bit in your career, obviously you had worked with the likes of Fosquito and some of the greats in our career. Um, and it's great to kind of come from a background like that because not everybody has that kind of backing and knowledge. Mm. Um, do you think it's important to have certain pillars like that for you to like work a mentor. off of? Like a mentor, uh, being able to pick up the phone and call DJ Tira or being able to call mm. Mosquito mm. or being able to call Black Coffee at whatever mm. point in the game that you are in. How important is that, do you think it is for, for, for females in music? I think it's very important. I mean, I started off very dependent on Oskido and Galao and the support that I was getting from them. And then over time, I moved away because I wanted to see if I, can, I could build things on my own. And once you start making things on your own, you start getting a big head thinking, oh, I'm doing it, I can yeah. make it. So Oskido is the one person specifically that's always able to pull me back and say, yo, Yay. you can't do it this way. <laughs> no, you can't do it this way. Blackhoff would DM me and say, no, don't do this. Or someone, Dira would call me and say, no, don't do it this way. So yeah. I think it's very important. But speaking of mentors, I think another thing that we can appreciate about having a mentor is that you don't actually have to have access to them. Yes. There are people that you can benchmark from, yeah. you know, from a distance, like you can look at and say, oh, this person is doing well in this sector. I'm, mm. I would like to study how they do it. Why are they winning in this, sec mm. in this sector? Why are they making it? Like, I, and I always talk to my girls about how I had a conversation with you and you were saying you want to be 
the voice of hip hop. You want to have conversations about hip hop, mm. and I've watched you over the years being the voice, like the the person who can have conversations about hip hop. Mm. And you're not just a female DJ or just a radio DJ, but you have now decided that this is this the space that I'm going to exist in. And I watch that all the time, and I learn that because I, I'm just like, where can I apply that in my life? Mm. So I'm decided that I have to call you and say, oh Noni, can I please find out how you are doing this? Yeah. I watch you all the time. I, I listen to your interviews with artists. Yeah. I see who you have in, on the show and I realized that this is exactly what Noni said she was going to do. She's going to have conversations about hip hop with people, with people and I watch that and I'm like, okay, I can benchmark that and use it in a different part of my yeah. career. Yeah. I understand that. Thank you so yeah. much for keep watching, girl. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we love the support. <laughs> I keep tuning in. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Alright, so um, obviously being a brand is one thing. Being an artist, I think, is a completely different mm -hmm, thing mm -hmm. because now you're in a creative space because brand and I think is a little bit more strategic. Sure. Being an artist, you have to now think, what do the people want to hear? Yeah. What feels good or what yeah. sounds good? Yeah. Uh, coming off um, a huge song like My Name Is, mm. which uh, solidified yourself as an artist, but over and above that also gave uh, um, uh, an introduction to Musiswa into the industry. And Mapurisa. And Mapurisa as yeah. well. Um, how how do you sit back in that creative process to say, okay, this is the type of music I want to put out to the world? Mm -hmm. Is it what you want or do you sit back and say, what do the people want to hear? I'm a selfish artist. <laughs> I, I definitely normally put out what I really like. Yeah. Um, and I have people that I look at, I'm just like, you see, if you think of a song like Colors, Colors, I said to Oscar, I want a song like that because of Ganyani's song, Talk To Me. Yes. I was just like, soul music is coming back and yes. I'm a soulful person. Yes. This is amazing. This song is big and it's doing so well. I said to Oscar, I want that sound. I don't want to go the direction of my name is. I want to go with the, yes. with the sound that I like. So I feel like I am more of a selfish artist I or what you're feeling music. at the time yes i yes. make the music that i like but obviously i guess i have the advantage of knowing what the crowd reacts to mm. so i am able to make music sometimes that people can react to mm. so i think i have that advantage but i'm very much on making music that i also enjoy. that's so awesome i think um everybody can kind of see the soul that you're that you're talking about and 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 the love that you you kind of show with the music videos as well and the type of music you're trying to put out but also working with the likes of Busiswa at her at, at, at her entry into the industry, you've now worked with somebody like Bonj, who's now on your brand new single, who's now just subsequently been signed by uh, Universal. Is it important for you to work with up-and-coming artists to actually get them out there as well? I think it it's two things for me. One, I think a, an up-and-coming artist is more accessible in terms of performances, in terms of just availability, I need you to come with me to 5FM. Mm. I'll come with you. I'll, I'll come do an interview yes. with you. But if I do a song with Noni, Noni's going to tell me she's going to gig wherever, oh, wherever, I know wherever. that chat song. <laughs> Try working with rappers. Exactly. Oh my gosh. So, um, <laughs> but also, it, 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 it gives me so much joy to help someone start mm. something. Especially if it doesn't take anything away from me. Yeah. I um, mean, I've recently worked on a song called Umlilo, my new single. Yes. With Uritabil. Uritabil is Winnie Kumalo's daughter. She literally hit me up on, 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 on DM, and then the next week we were in the studio recording the song. But just how keen she is, and it's the same thing even with Bonj and, 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 and Busiswa. 
just how keen and talented they are is a big thing for me. So yeah. for me, at any point, it's not even just with music, like, you know, even with my hair, yes, makeup, yes. if I can put someone on, like, it yes. gives me a lot of joy. That's so, that's so great. And obviously working with different types of brands, different types of people, mm -hmm. you're obviously kind of nurturing uh, new energies into, mm. the, into the industry. Was that kind of the reason why you also then took, took a step back and say, let me also reintroduce a new energy by bringing an era? Um, I think, I actually wanted to mention this before, I'm, I'm glad you asked now. I think the strength of a brand like myself or yours is also in, is, is also in existing in spaces where people don't normally expect you to be there, but mm. like now you're there, now people can have a, a different conversation about knowing. Yes. You know what I mean? Like you could just be a, a, a hip-hop DJ going to the club, but when people are having a conversation about radio, they can also have a conversation about you because you have a radio show. When people are having a conversation about people who know what is happening in hip-hop, like, like, I don't know what you guys call yourselves, mm. but when it, there's a space with there's a debate about hip-hop, excuse me, people can call you. So now you're existing in more spaces than just you being a DJ. So yeah. that is my idea. I feel like if I can be in other spaces that make sense to my brand, yes. then I can stay consistent, I can stay relevant. Yes. And also I love business. Like mm -hmm. era for me was a, a, a clear choice. You stressed me so much, I'm not doing anything. Yeah, but I was about to say, girl. I know, I, I, was, I didn't know what <laughs> I wanted to say, but I thought, hey, let me not delay this interview anymore. But I love business and, I, and I've always loved accessories, so I thought, let me do something like that. But I'm always looking to get into other things and I feel yes. like that's something that we are lucky to be able to do. Like you can wake up tomorrow and decide you want to launch yes. like a new nail polish line and you're able to because you have that, that um, influence. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, I see that. And did you think ERA would get to where it is today? Because I see there's a lot of big collaborations uh -huh. that you're involved with uh, as well. I saw you uh, shooting a TV ad with American Swiss, which is really awesome. Um, but obviously as an entry point for you to yeah. say, okay, I'm starting this watch brand. I don't know if people are gonna like it. Uh -huh. And it sustained itself for so long yeah. that it's a running business on its own where you don't actually have to use your brand to sell it anymore. So I, don't know i mean i think you would know because you're my friend but i hadn't been signing deals for a long time like mm. i hadn't been signing deals like i am now like i haven't been like like i've just been a dj for a long time mm. and i've been running fuse and at some point i was pretty hacked like mm. how much i have to back brands just to be part of their whatever they do yes. so i started era for two reasons the first one was i wanted to build a brand that was going to be so strong that these brands would come to me instead yes. of me having to approach them. So I thought, okay, I want to build a brand that is so strong that someone is eventually going to come to me and say, we want your brand in our store, yeah. and which eventually happened with, with American Swiss. So there was a vision for, for, for ERA. And also, like I said, I was very dependent on Osquito and my family and, yeah. and my friends at the time that I couldn't do anything without them. Like everything I did, a business venture, yes. I did it with friends. If, anything I, it was always with someone so era for me was a way to prove to myself that i could do something on my on own, your own so yes. i started era on my own just to see if i could do something that big and make it work and when i made that work it just made a lot of sense in my life and i could just like make things work on yeah that. yeah amazing amazing and i think um one thing I loved about how you've consistent, consistently maintained yourself over and above that um, era and also kind of spread era to, to, uh, to a national point was also your, your particular use of social media. Mm. Um, I don't think people understand how natural it kind of needs to be for you to influence people to say, mm. buy into what I'm selling. Because you could easily just put up a fly and be like, 
Here the prices buy a watch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you've kind of incorporated it in a way where it feels so natural that people want to buy a watch. Um, how important do you think it is for yourself to actually use social media, especially in today's times where people aren't necessarily going to a physical store to buy something, yeah. where they're buying online and mm -hmm. waiting for it for delivery? I... Um, I mean, I come from an era that didn't have social media. Yeah. When I started DJing, we had Facebook, and that was like the yeah. biggest social media. But I was, I don't know if it's smart or just lucky enough to think there's something about this social media thing. So I actually went out of my way to study like social media, what, like what Americans are doing or, you know, the people that were ahead of us. Yeah. And... Um, so with everything that we've done really on social media, whether it's for DJs or for Era or for anyone else, it was always planned and well thought out. And again, it's an educational thing. Like you need to learn from other people that are making it work and you need to find out what, what is it that makes like Noni's brand work so well with social media. So I'm very good at, at, at analyzing things. Like even if, like even with like, if someone is filling up the dome, like, or whatever, I'm just yeah. always checking, like, what did they do right in terms yeah. of social media? Like, I'm always watching what people are doing right. Um, so social media is very important, but I don't think we realize how small it is at this stage in our country, especially. Really? I don't think we realize how small social media is and how big it's still going to get. Mm. So the more authentic we, we are, the, the, the more we're going to attract the right market. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I'm not going to suddenly start showing my bum on social media or twerking. <laughs> or That's not me. It yes. just needs to feel as as natural to me as possible. And I think that's the biggest plus. And But that's the hardest thing to do because it's so easy to, especially for you as a, as, as, as a, a hip-hop person, to say, but in hip-hop, people are just like... Yeah, twerking all the time. That's what you're supposed to do. Like, why, why am I not on my album cover, <laughs> like, with a bum, you know? Yes. I, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't, it doesn't work for work. you. doesn't work, So, so true. it's just, you just need to be authentic. But I think people need to realize how much power there is in social media and just how much more power there's going to be in social media. Yeah. And I think we underestimate how much... Look how excited you are. You're like a little child. I'm not excited. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared and also you a little excited. excited. You look excited, which is good because at least you know how to use it. Some people are still battling. And I don't know if I know out. how to use it. I mean, I can. I know how to use it for me, but I don't know how to control the reaction. And I guess yeah. none of us can control I hear the reaction. That. I hear that. All right. So I want to kind of switch, switch up the chat a bit uh, and also kind of concentrate on Zinkler the person. Sure. Um, I think if anything... Everybody kind of knows that you have basically grown in the public eye. Mm. And I say grown by virtue of, yes, you started out as a DJ and that's what we knew you as. But a lot of your personal life has also kind of been very public. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you became a mother publicly. Yeah. Um, you went through an emotional relationship publicly. Yeah. Uh, but over and above that, you came through it and you still said, I'm going to be better than the situation. Mm -hmm. um, so let's uh, kind of start it off mm -hmm. with becoming a mother. Mm. The biggest fear that most artists have, and I remember I was actually watching an interview Cardi B had, mm -hmm. where um, a lot of people were very worried about the fact that she was getting pregnant at the point she was supposed to drop mm -hmm. her album. Mm -hmm. They're like, girl, you need to PR this album. How are you going to do that when you got a belly? You know, I actually watched her at Coachella mm -hmm. perform with her stomach. I think mm -hmm. she was eight months at the time. Mm -hmm. um, it's very difficult for us to kind of take that plunge. Why were you so comfortable at that point to actually say, let me be a mom at the peak? Well, not necessarily peak, but like things were picking up at that point for yeah, you to still say, I'm still going to do this. I definitely had um, the same fears for a long time um, of 
losing relevance or not being able to work and people forgetting about me while I'm pregnant. But I mean, who are these people? Like, who think, like, now that I think about who are these people who think just because we are pregnant, we can't do anything at yes. all? Yes. I'm just saying. But I mean, age yes. was one factor. But also, I think people think I maybe had like this big, like, thought process and a I plan. Sat down and <laughs> plan. Like, literally, I sat with one of my friend's aunts and she was just like, Yo, mm. like you can work all your life, but literally, like you need a baby. That, like that's the purpose of a woman, and I'm yeah. not saying it's a purpose for everyone else. But she, she, it just made so much sense to me, especially because when my godmother died, she was also concerned about me just working and not having a child. And I was just mm. like, okay, this is happening again. Yeah. And then she was just like, just have a baby, man. Mm. The things that you're worried about are not gonna happen anyway. Just have a baby. Mm. And then I was convinced. We were. I remember we were at at a restaurant in the south. Yes. And I just decided, okay, I'm going to have a baby. I went, the next day I spoke to Kina and I said, Manje, yeah. I just need a baby. <laughs> How do you feel? Can you just make the pots uh, come together? Yeah. <laughs> and then he was like, yeah, why not? And then that was it. Oh, nice. it, was, it was a scary thing to do, but it wasn't as bad as I thought. It wasn't bad at all, actually. I just mm. feel like we need actually to have that conversation where we can make people understand that just because a woman falls pregnant doesn't mm. mean that they're going to lose their creative process or they're going yeah. to lose their, lose their talent or because someone takes time off for a month or yeah. forever long. I mean, look at Happy Girl. She was yeah. DJing until she was nine, nine, nine months pregnant. So, like, so I was doing four shows and yeah, so, so she, went, so she this is, I think now this is, we need to change the conversation <laughs> yes. to actually, guys, don't worry. Yeah, we'll be we'll fine. Be, we'll be fine. Like, yeah. don't worry. Like, we can have babies yes. and work. I mean, I'm supposed to have my second baby or I would like to have a second baby but that thing is so strong, like that conversation is so, so strong in society that I'm still like, oh, if I have a baby yes. now, what's going to happen? Have people not such... labeled you as umama, so you shouldn't be in the club because you're Oh, mom. no, not at all. You the only weird thing at the club is that they'll announce me as Mama Cairo. I'm uh, just like... Because uh, Cairo's more famous than you. Don't you know that? Oh, I thank you, Cairo, <laughs> for putting me on. Do <laughs> you know when I realized she was more famous than you? was at um, AKA's launch for Touch My Blood. Uh -huh. And he was there on stage, busy being AKA's, being himself. And then you rolled in late, coming in with like a grand entrance with the pram. And everybody's just like, oh my gosh, look, there's Kyra. I was like, you guys don't even care that they're just pushing the pram. Kyra's <laughs> there. Kyra's in there. So I was like, hey man, you've created a bit of a superstar there, huh? My poor baby. And I can see she's also becoming, she's, she's, she's enjoying the attention. She's, she's enjoying the love as well. I think she's just, no, she, she's lucky to have Lynn, Kinney's yes. mom, uh, who's able to help her like with the jobs that she's getting. Yes. But I don't think she necessarily understands uh, what's going on. She just takes on. a picture and goes she to play. She just takes a big picture, she records, and I think what helps now is that in in any case, we're always recording in the house. Like, oh, okay. In, even so in your natural. house. Yeah, like we're always snapping something, we always record. So if it's a different camera, it's not like, now why are you recording me? Uh, so she doesn't think it's for a job. Oh. She just thinks, oh, it's part of the recording, but <laughs> she doesn't know anything. You're abusing the child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need to go and double check what's happening in the Institute's house. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, it's natural now. Like, yes. the cameras are just always in, in, in everyone's face. Yes. Yeah. All right. So, um, also, um, pertaining to mm -hmm. you being a mother, like I mentioned, you also went through a very emotional time, uh, going through a very public breakup. Um, which subsequently obviously resulted in your book, mm -hmm. uh, Meeting Your Power. Mm -hmm. uh, 
you obviously met your power at some point and now have found yourself um, finding forgiveness to mm -hmm. getting back uh, together with AKA. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of people sit back and obviously from a public perspective, we're all going to sit back and judge mm -hmm. and say, ah, clown of the century, why yeah. would you go back? Yeah. You know what I mean? But everybody goes through emotions, everybody goes through different yeah. situations. What was important for you during that transition to say, I'm still going to find my happiness and if it's with this person, let it be? I think the other problem is that we think sometimes that these decisions are like, you know, like you plan and you plan <laughs> and you, it's a big thing. And sometimes, and, and, and I've heard people saying that I'm back with Kinen because we have a child together. It's for my child. It's definitely not for Cairo. Yeah. For both of us, it was definitely not about Cairo. Cairo could still have a normal and healthy like lifestyle with her parents separated at mm. any point but for me it was i just wanted to be with kinen really mm. like and it's not an easy thing like it's not it wasn't an easy thing like oh i'm with him you're now you're, oh, you're available come yeah. no it was a big process like it took a long time for me to even think that i could make things work with kinen i mean i've had conversations with yeah. him i was just like what Never, ever again. Yes. But um, I guess also just me feeling like I really know the person that he is, like I know him for who he is or I understand him, excuse me, just made it, I guess, simpler. Not, not even to forgive. I can't even say that forgiveness is something that I, I can say I've granted. Like it's, a, it's an ongoing process mm. like we, for both of us, you know. And I mean, with therapy, with everything that we have to go through, it's not something that I said one day and said, Actually, I'm going to go back to, the, to Kenan. It was really like a, a gradual thing. Like we just found ourselves back mm. together again. Like mm. we started talking again because the relationship was strained a little bit. So we started talking again, we started laughing again, we started getting along again. And then eventually we were just like hanging out. Yeah. And then it just happened. It wasn't that, oh, you are out, I'm in. Yeah. Thank you. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> play, guys are playing musical chairs. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 it took a long time. Yeah. I can imagine. But um, you are obviously happy where you are. You look happier much mm. uh, now. So I think that's the important thing at the end of the day is the two people in the relationship mm. need to be happy and yeah. need to have come to a point where they're saying this is what we need for each other mm -hmm. and like I mentioned I mean it got to a point where you actually wrote the book mm. did you find did you see yourself writing a book at any point in your in your life for you to actually say hey this is something that I need to do to kind of release my feelings or tell my story no not at all I've never ever um, thought I'd write a book and I wrote a book one because um, excuse me I'm so sick I don't know if you remember I did a show called it takes a village yes on SABC One, um, and from that show, just sitting with the girls and having these conversations and going through these tough situations that these girls were going through, I just realized how much they, there is no conversation between an older lady mm. and a younger girl yeah. in this country. Like I don't know, maybe with other like with other cultures, but I just felt like, even with me, like my mom, avoided all types of awkward conversations. Really? Like my mom would rather die than have a conversation with me about anything like so anything that i had to learn about like i mean she instilled good things in me like respect and consideration and and and, and but like i couldn't have a conversation with my mom about sex or i couldn't have a conversation about my, with my mom about like just the awkward things and 
my mom is a working woman and she didn't have the time sometimes. She was tired or she was cooking, she was taking care of her family and, 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 and. But I just realized that even with all the girls that we were in the house with, I'm just like, whenever I asked, so what, who, who are you talking to about this? No one. Mm. Can't you talk to your mom? No, my mom and I don't have that kind of relationship. Can't you talk to your sister? No, my sister, you know what I mean? So I just realized that there's just no conversation between mm. the older woman and the younger woman. Like, which article have you read where you were just like, oh, wow, I'm so glad I read this article about, mm. I don't know who, and it has taught me so much about myself as a woman and about mm. understanding myself. So I, I wanted to write that book because I, I thought the things that I had learned, I could tell to someone else. I could, like, I could, like, tell someone else about them and see if they, it, it works for them too. Mm. But also, remember, I had also had that m moments blog that I had yes. been writing all this. Excuse me. So that reception that we got from moments, people just want information and there's no information. Like, mm. there are no libraries of information for anything in this country. Mm. Like, I have, if I read a motivational book, which motivational book have I read? A, yeah. South, Af a South African motivational book. All my favorite motivational speakers are... International, like international, yeah. your Robin Sharmas and, and, and the likes. So I wanted us to like just start that culture. And I know the other people that are writing, that have been writing books like DJs Wu and the likes. But I just thought, who's having conversation with young girls? Mm. Like who's talking to young girls about confidence? Because we, we we hear we hear it on ads. Yes, oh, your confidence is yes, everything. You're strong. You're this. You're, you're strong. I don't know what that means. <laughs> like in simplified terms, yes. what does it mean? Like what does it mean that what do I have to do to what feel do do? that? Exactly. Yes. Like, where do I find my confidence? Like, how do I feel comfortable in who I am? Like, people say, just be you, be yourself. Like, what does it mean? Mm. What, what does it mean when I don't even know who I am? Mm. So I just wanted to start the conversation. That's, that's what the book, that is why I wrote the book. I understand that. Yeah. Uh, and just to kind of uh, close off a little, I also have noticed a lot that you, you keep a lot of personal relationships that obviously are in, in the public eye as well, but... Um, I, I know you're very particular with who you keep in your circle or keep around you. Yeah. Um, and obviously your relationship with Pearl has also um, kind of been far more public than most. Mm -hmm. And people have seen how joyous and how happy you guys mm -hmm. are together. Mm -hmm. Some might say you guys came together because you were common enemies or whatever the case may be, mm -hmm. but now you kind of found love on it. How important do you think it is for you to create female strong relationships to keep you strong as a powerful woman. I don't know if you remember this conversation that I had with you. I think it was years ago also. And we were talking about female DJs and mm. the industry. And I, and I, and I think I, I remember saying to you, I'm not interested in like having beef with any female DJs. Mm. Like we are, we are a minority, guys. Like mm. we're already suffering. So how are we going to now come and like start fighting each yes. other and I told you I said I'm only interested in like supporting each other's yes, female DJs I'm not interested in anything else but uh, and that's always my thing with girls I just feel like it's so childish sometimes of girls to feel like we can compete or we can well there only needs to be one at the top there needs to be one and it's it's so mm. sad because society pins us against each other yes. like oh Miss Cosme you're not as good as Sindo or mm. Sindo you're not as good as whoever like we are already struggling yes. so so with that, I'm trying to make you understand that I have no, like at any time when I'm looking at another female, at any time, if, mm. if I am, 
I'm looking to benchmark. I'm looking to learn something from mm. you. I'm looking to, to, to look at, I'm looking at you and thinking, okay, I like how Noni's doing that. Mm. Let me see if I can do it, in, like I can do it in, in, in my own way or learn from that. But I, I, I never put myself against another person or yeah. compete with another person, any person at all. And I feel like that's where we waste a lot of time as girls. Mm. So when it comes to Pearl, Pearl is a, like, Pearl is like a sister to me. Mm. And I think the, 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 the sad thing about social media is that you, you, we filter the stuff that you guys get to see or the, mm. the stuff that we put out there. But Pro and I are like two Zulu girl, mm. two Zulu girls with the same background. Mm. Zulu, mm. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like we're just those girls that are just like we just we can connect because I can say anything to her. Like I can mm. walk in front of Upro without my wig on and not mm. feel weird and tell her anything and not feel weird. Like we just have a sisterhood about us. So I think our relationship is much deeper deeper than us trying to have a common enemy anywhere else. Mm. I feel like that's so weird like, yeah. that our relationship could be so solid and kept together by a common en enemy. Yeah. And I don't even think I have an enemy yeah. really. I don't look at anyone and think, oh, that person's my enemy mm. or say, oh, I don't like that girl. Like I've had bad interactions with the person before, mm. but no one is that like amazing mm. to occupy that kind of space in my life yeah. where now they have to be an enemy and inspire it's change. It's a lot to carry. And inspire things in my mm. life. Like, no, I'd rather not even see you or interact mm. with you or, or, or engage with you. Mm. I, I want to engage with women that inspire me. And, and, and the thing is, I just don't, like, I just don't have, I think I'm old now. I just don't have the time, <laughs> the man, of the energy, you know? And yeah. the thing is, I mean, we, we have this conversation all, all, all the time. Yeah. You are more cautious than I am about yeah. relationships. Like, we've always been like, because I'm just like, oh, everybody's afraid. Yeah. Like, let's go. And you're always like, just be cautious. Just tread yeah. carefully. And I'm yeah. just like, oh, no, that come everybody. But I'm just like easy with people. And I think whenever I meet people that match that energy, it just it just flows. And Pearl was one of those people. So it's not really like, no. Yeah. I mean, we gossip about people. Of course. All girls do that. <laughs> so obviously, that's the beauty of being a woman, I guess. Yeah. We get to gossip with each other and right? get away with a lot, don't exactly. we? <laughs> Anyway, thank you for spending the yeah. time with me this afternoon. Uh, I really enjoyed the conversation. I think I also enjoyed how um, some of the gems that you kind of dropped that a lot of people don't really get to hear because we expect people to know certain things, but the information, like you said, is not necessarily readily out there. And um, that's part of the reason why we're having these podcasts is to kind of dig a little deeper and to kind of spread some love, especially for Women's Month. Uh, do you have anything special you want to say just for uh, any woman who's watching this right now for them to take away for Women's Month? Um, wow, well, that's a lot. <laughs> um, I just feel like you just need to stick to what you're good at. Mm. Get, spend time knowing what that is. Mm. I think sometimes we spend a lot of time looking at what other people are doing mm. that when we look back at ourselves, we're just like, I'm actually far behind because yeah. I've spent so much time worried about what Noni's doing mm -hmm. and I don't know anything about myself. I don't even know what my passion is, but I'm busy criticizing Noni and her yeah. passion and what she's doing. Just maybe use this time, Women's Month, to focus on yourself, to um, bless yourself, to take care of yourself, to love yourself, but just to be yourself, to learn about, like, I, I, and I always tell people this, just be selfish and just yes. focus on yourself. That's the beauty, man, of 
I've been grown up, I guess, just yeah. like understanding that you just, you have everything that you need. Yes. Like you literally have everything that you need. You don't need anything else. Like you are you and that is so amazing. Like and that's, that's all you need. Actually. That's all you need. Just believe in that and just, and just go for it. That's it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Fred. <laughs> to hear more, check out the full interview on 5FM TV on YouTube. Okay, ladies. Or listen to it on 5FM.co.za. Now let's get information.